Middle and high school cross-country athletes receive 20% off regular price shoes and spikes for the month of July and August, only at Three Rivers Running Company in Fort Wayne. Indiana Runner Podcast Season 6, Episode 19. Josh Puccinelli and I recap an exciting Week 1B as we get ready for some big-time meets heading up. Let's hit it. All right, we're back. Colin Altavote, Josh Puccinelli. We're going to do the crossover. We're going to do part of the podcast I usually do and part of the podcast you usually do. Uh, well, I guess mainly the part that I do. We're going to recap week 1B. It's just been two weeks, Josh, but we've seen a lot of action. We have seen a lot of action. Waiting for uh, INCC stats to get the the full update yeah, and actually, refreshing. That has dropped a little bit, and we'll talk about the ratings. The 4Ks, which were the bulk of what happened in central Indiana, but also had uh, schools from northern and southern Indiana at these 4Ks, um, not included in the recent INCC stats update. Don't think it will be. Uh, let's start. Okay, you ready? This is your thing on your interview podcast, of which you can hear Apple, Spotify, but the full ones are now up on our Patreon, which is up to 64 subscribers. That's right. So if you want to hear Josh's full interviews or our extra part to the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Indiana runner, and you can be our 65th patron or more. All right, here we go. You got your top three. This is top three Indiana high school mascots. Do you have any honorable mention? Okay. Do you, you want to burn through those first? Yeah, I can go couple. first. Okay. So I actually did a little research for this one. And I don't think I knew of any of these before I did my little research. But number three is the Gymtown Jimmies. Have you heard of them? Yes. Yeah, big deal. We went up to uh, New Prairie when I was in high school. I think all four years, and and Gymtown was in New Prairie's conference. So we'd go in the gym and we'd see the 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 banner for the Jimmies in the gym in Gymtown. Well, in New Prairie, but <laughs> about Gymtown. I was just thinking if like all schools are named after. Like the name of the school, if we were like the Carmel Carmels or the Fishers. Carmel Cars. Fishers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Number two is the Greenwood Woodmen. It might sense a little theme here. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I just like Woodmen. Just, it just felt right to me when I was doing my research. And then number one, by far, is the Logansport Berries. I thought about Logans. I thought about the Berries. Did you, did you know that was their yeah. mascot? Yes. That is, I don't know, that's just awesome. Logan Sport Berries. Did you have any honorable mentions? No. Okay, <laughs> so I have a couple honorable mentions. I don't like, I mean, I like these, but I wasn't willing to put them in my top three because I don't like when it's a masculine mascot. Mm. So two of them, the Mishawaka Cavemen. <laughs> But the the caveman, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't apply to roughly half of your athletes. And then mm. Penn is called the Penn Kingsmen because, at least I imagine this is the case, All the King's Men is a novel written by Robert Penn Warren. Mm. It's a classic, mm. you know, old For novel. Sure. All right. So my top three, number three, 
cougars. <laughs> it's just there's there's a few of them. You know, you can never have too many cougars, right? Uh, Taylor Marshall would tell you that. And, but it's so much of a better mascot than panthers, tigers. I mean, I don't know if there's that many tigers, but panthers is like the most common one. So cougars is the best of all the cat mascots. Number two, flashes. There's only one school in the whole country named flashes. Really? Yes. In Franklin Central. And that's, it's just, it's just better than, it's just a better name than chargers it's the same thing right it's like lightning bolts or whatever it's just flashes just better than chargers there's lots of chargers everywhere and number one greyhounds it's the perfect <laughs> nickname for the sport that we cover i don't know if you go that way or not who's 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 got a better nickname than us greyhounds well according to you it'd be berries yeah <laughs> if you get a berry rolled down a hill pretty fast Watch out. <laughs> I think a greyhound would catch it. Although I <laughs> I think dogs can't eat berries. So maybe that would, that would do us go. in. Okay. We got a lot to cover and not a lot of time. And then after this, we will go over coach's corner, tie up loose ends if we have any um, on our Patreon. And you can be a Patreon subscriber and get exclusive and early access uh, to all of our content. Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash Indiana Runner. Uh, go there and you can be a Patreon subscriber just like Jared Turner, our guy. For sure. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This isn't all of them, but this is most of them. And this is everything I think that was on the message board when I did the rundown. So one Hokum Karam, Plainfield Relays, number 23, Mount Vernon Boys, 13, Westfield, 32. So Mount Vernon dominates that. Jason Grant and Doug Dillman of Northview were the winning pair just under 30 minutes so that's six miles so each of them averaged or combined rather they averaged just under five minutes per mile number 12 westfield girls barely edge out number 23 franklin 25 to 28 elia hayes and Ginnister grant also from northview were the winning pair do we make anything of that i mean can we tell anything from a hokum not not necessarily um, I was pretty impressed by the Franklin community girls because I know preseason, the Westfield girls, we had pretty high up there. We thought they could be pretty good on the back of some a star and then Liz and then some young talent. So I think them being so close to, to Westfield bodes well for them. Um, the Westfield boys, I was thinking about this now that their two stars, Kai Connor and Colin McComick are gone. Like, what does their future look like? I don't want to say they're in a, a rebuilding phase but they're kind of trying to find their identity again with some young talent um but then mount vernon boys winning over a solid 15 team field they were the favorite but they just gets their season off to a great start westfield boys have a young team and that that like you said maybe it's not rebuilding but it's it's tough to get it done with with mainly freshmen and sophomores okay how about some 5ks because that's the sport Jeremy Wright, small school invite. This was at Shelbyville. The Milan boys, 56, South Adams, 105, Austin, 114. Austin without their number one runner, uh, our number one projected runner. Ben Riley of Milan wins, 1705. Centerville girls, 63. Indy Genesis homeschool, 81. Western Boone, 93. Charlie Gibson of Blue River Valley wins. She runs 2101. Slower race out there, even at Shelbyville, which is a faster course. Um, or maybe a medium course, 
boys rating minus 25, so 25 seconds slower than average, whatever average is, but the girls rating minus 79, a minute 19 slower than Formula. average, and meaning that uh, we could see a plus 50 for these teams later on, so they, these girls may be running two minutes faster at some point. And looking at the the past performances of, of Charlie Gibson from Blue River Valley, that's that's not crazy to think she might run close to 19 minutes. Anything else on that one? Do you know the the largest rating adjustment? Do you remember? Ever? Yeah. I don't know that I've seen anything minus 100, but I, I'm sure there's something, right? Mm -hmm. Like a horrid day on a really hard course and muddy or whatever. I could I could see that happening. Uh, the Meister Family Memorial Run. Eastern Hancock boys scored 80 to beat Muncie Burris, 91, Northeastern, 93. Eastern Hancock did go 1-2. Preston Markley, 16-50, a big gap over his teammate Brandon Metz, 17-22. Monroe Central girls dominate 29 points. Randolph Southern scores 69. Addison Coe of Monroe Central, 21-13. And Allie Black of Randolph Southern, 21-36. This was a bit of a faster one. The boys rating, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, in week one or even week one B a plus rating. Uh, boys rating was plus five, girls rating minus 23. It was a pretty nice day out. It was. Uh, I was actually looking this up in preparation for this, but according to the internet, Eastern Hancock is a school of about 400, and I think they only fielded five guys, and they were able to win this race, which is pretty cool. Little margin of error, but a lot of quality in those five runners to be able to win that meet. Mm -hmm. Trojan opener. This is at Taylor University. And Josh, we are going to go to Taylor uh, later this year. So the the uh, you and I both coach at Carmel. We coach the Carmel boys. And the uh, open weekend that was the old sectional, Delta hosts one at Taylor. I've heard this course is pretty fast. And I heard October 7th may be uh, a day with conducive weather to good performances. So we're going to check this course out at Taylor. Uh, can't wait after seeing the ratings and the times from this meet. The Lapel boys, 80. Yorktown boys, 88. Shout out to Yorktown, one of our favorite schools, friends of the podcast. Pendleton, 96. And Heritage Christian, 98. So pretty close spread between those top four teams. Cameron Smith of Lapel, 1622. And then the Yorktown duo of Wyatt Turner, and Jonathan Loney, 1636 and 1637. Pendleton girls, 54. Keep an eye on them this year and next year as they get some of the middle schoolers in uh, at the high school level. Adam Central, 77. Eastbrook, 81. Yorktown, 82. And here were some incredible times from early. Uh, Delta's Nikki Sutherland, 1739. And then Pendleton's Ava Gerald, 1815. How'd you like to run? 18-15 in the first meet of the season and lose by 36 seconds. <laughs> right. Um, so Cameron Smith was preseason number 53 on INCC stats, and the Yorktown duo was pretty close behind, which is pretty impressive, like this early in the season. And they got a bunch of guys who are around 18 minutes. So can as the season goes on, they close the gap, and they become you know a fringe state um, qualifying team that's something to look out for and then I think the future is bright especially with how fast Wyatt Turner is running so far um, the girls obviously Nikki Sutherland opens up her her individual title campaign uh, with a strong performance but I was looking up uh, Ava Gerald's time from last year and she went 1959 
almost taking two minutes off in a year. Um, wow. So she's made a, a big leap, and that'll be exciting to watch. And I think she ran and they got five four minutes. girls behind. Did she? This past spring, and she, yeah. they got four girls who are around 21, 22 minutes. So if they're scoring four, can they can they make a little run? So that's something to look out for as well. So boys rating plus 15, girls rating minus 24. Now that's for the average runner in the field. So, you know, Nikki Sutherland at 1739, you're not taking 24 seconds off of that. And here's here's the example. Uh, Nikki's adjusted time then based on INCC stats, 1724. Um, she's the favorite coming into the season. She was second last year at the state meet. Uh, but... 1724 is actually tied for the second best rating this weekend. And that doesn't include the 4K where Addison Canabal's time probably would have if converted to 5K and then uh, had the adjustment done to it. So Nikki Sutherland, potentially third or fourth best performance this week. What do we make of that? Hard to say. Um, I mean, you did say it was a fast course. She did have Ava, obviously... We weren't there to see how the race developed. We don't know if she just took it out from the gun. Um, I don't know. It's the first race. It's it's hard hard to say. But seventeen thirty nine. That's I mean you can't ask for a ton more right out of the gate. The Northern Indiana Stomp number eighteen Penn boys thirty four points. Mishawaka ninety two. Now that's in combined scoring. Like some of these early meets, they separated the freshmen and the sophomores into one race, the juniors and seniors into another. Penn's Brandon Mueller wins 15-59. Number 15, Penn girls scored 21. They finished first through fourth and then 11th. And the Mishawaka girls were second. I think Mishawaka really on the outside of potentially making the state meet out of their regional. Uh, Mishawaka 86. So Mary Eubank of Penn wins 19-24. She was 36 seconds ahead of her teammate. Boys rating plus six, girls rating minus 33. So some boys meets with plus ratings. Remember, boys went first, and girls were all minus. That's a pretty big disparity between the two. That definitely is. Um, I know there was a little bit of discussion on the message board about Bauschke because he did run this race, and he's favored to be in the top 10 at state. And it sounds like he might have paced his teammate for this race. Uh, I was impressed impressed by Moeller and Richter. Uh, Max Moy was preseason number 13, and they were able to hang right with him. Uh, so that's a good sign for those two. Uh, and then both the Penn boys and girls were, I guess, supposed to make the, the state meet and kind of knocking at the door of being in the top 10, um, maybe closer, closer to podium, and their seasons are off to a great start. Fountain Central Grand Prix. Perry Meridian boys scored 21. They had a one through three finish, dominated the team score. Cascade 94, Crawfordsville 99. Luke Haggerty from Perry wins 1646. Uh, Perry's kind of like, and some of the other regionals, I think they could potentially challenge to make it out, but they're going to have a hard time in that Shelbyville one. Uh, Seeger girls scored 21. They were first, second, fourth, fifth, and ninth. Perry girls scored 50. Hadessa Austin of Seeger, uh, regional champion in the uh, Lafayette Jeff regional, over 3,200 meters, and had a good state meet as well. Uh, she ran 18.52. That was a two-minute, 24-second margin of victory. 
boys rating minus 13, girls rating minus 33. Anything from Fountain Central? Yeah, I think you're right about the Perry Meridian boys. Um, I think the one thing that could tip the scales is that the Haggerty twins have been good for for so long with their they're on their senior campaign, their senior leadership. Those one, two, three are gonna be really solid, gonna be low sixteens. Can they get two more guys, high sixteen and and compete for that um state spot? And then the secret girls, they were preseason number eighty-four and they look a lot better than or especially on the back of Hadessa Austin running really well. The uh, Larry James invite, this is Chesterton. So a lot of the early invitationals are, are named after different people. Um, the number 14, Lake Central boys, although they're going to move up after their first couple weeks. They scored 48. Number nine, Northridge scored 62. And then Chesterton, who was not in our top 25, entered the season at number 42 in our top 50. And they're definitely outperforming that early. So LC 48, Northridge 62, Chesterton 76. Uh, Portage's Shane Conroy, definitely a top 20 candidate this season for the state meet. He runs 16.03. And then Joseph LaPatra of Griffith, not too far behind, 16.11. Do you remember at our meet, that Carmel Showcase, do you remember Joseph LaPatra? He was in that very first heat. Oh, yeah, this is ringing a bell. Yeah, so he, he won big time. I think he ran like 936, yeah, 937. Yeah. So that first heat is like boys that maybe would like to try and break 10 minutes, and he, they entered him at his best time, whatever, but he hadn't seen competition. He just blew the field out. So obviously when he sees competition, he can really crank it up to 11. On the girls' side, number 17, Morgan Township, 54. Number 24, Lake Central, 70. Chesterton, 111. And number 13, Valparaiso, 116. Something seems off there. Maybe that wasn't a uh, an all-out effort uh, from the Vikings. Dakota Moore of North Ridge, 1934. Peyton Buecher of Morgan, uh, 1937. Boys rating minus 17. And another big disparity here, girls rating minus 48. So it must have really kind of, a lot of these places, it was much warmer just 35, 40 minutes, 45 minutes later for the girls' races. Yeah, I think the, the Lake Central boys continue to show that they could be a top 10 team, if not better. Um, like you said, Conroy, I'm interested to see how his season shapes up with how strong of a track season he had. Um, it seems like the Northridge boys are probably a year away. Um, five of their top six are non-seniors. They're still going to be a really solid team, but a year away from being a podium contender. Uh, the Morgan Township girls, they, according to the internet, are a school of 250 and they could be a potential top 15 team and only one of their top seven is cool um and they could actually according to incc stats whatever that matters to people but could challenge for the best small school in state history or incc stats history uh in the coming years which is the 2012 eastern greentown girls um and then, then lake central in a similar boat they have a three freshman in the top six and the future is bright for them as well indian creek invite i couldn't find uh individual results from this although on incc sets i do see one thing that we'll get into uh on the boys side indian creek boys uh, who are solid this year maybe a year away 23 martinsville 56 indian creek girls 19 beach grove 36 not a very competitive meet in fact only two complete girls teams but libby dowdy from indian creek 
Uh, course time, 1749. Her adjusted time was 1721, which was the best. Now, again, Edison Canablo, uh, who we'll get to here, 4K, we don't have an adjustment on that um, from INCC stats, although we've, we've got boots on the ground in terms of uh, some some rough adjustments um, that we can get to when we talk about that meet. But uh, I mean, is, is it a little early to, to think that this title race is maybe more open than we thought? I don't think so. I mean, that, that's the, the beautiful part about both track and cross country, cross country a little bit less with the different courses, but like a time is a time. Like you can't bake that. Um, we obviously don't know what the course is like or the conditions fully, but I mean that's that's an amazing time this early in the year, and a, and a small sample size which could throw off that adjustment versus a huge, right? Some sort of huge invitational with hundreds of runners that have previous rankings, but it is five k and it was seventeen forty nine. Yeah, and also I don't know if you you say you didn't get to see the individual results, but Martin Barco is at at this meet he won pretty easily went like 16 low um so he's a guy who could win the whole thing he could be 25th uh really strong track season but hasn't necessarily proved it the cross-country course but definitely i'm sure looking to do that this year so we'll see how the season shapes up Harrier invite this is at brown county another one of the faster courses in the state number 17 bloomington north boys dominate 32 points number 24 chatard this could be a state meet team out of that new brownsburg regional uh chatard scores 78 number 17 bloomington south they were a little shorthand it looks like their top two didn't run they scored 89 and gibson southern also scored 89 um, and fell back on the six runner tiebreaker Jacob Mitchell of Bloomington North, 15.54, and he won by 18 seconds. Uh, number eight, Bloomington South girls were shorthanded. It didn't matter, 37 points to win. Avon, 46, Chittard, 77. Julia score runs 17.44, and she wins by 43 seconds. And uh, adjustments, boys rating plus six, girls rating minus 30, Julia score after the adjustments. And again, this, the minus 30 is an average. So it's really going to be more like minus 22 at the very top. Uh, Julia scores adjusted time 1724, which equals that of Nikki Sutherland three seconds behind Libby Dowdy. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's super legit. She had a, an amazing track season and she's got another, she's now a sophomore. So she knows what to expect heading into the season and, I think she's in the mix as well for that that title. Um, the Bloomington North boys seem to be, I know on the message boards, there's been some talk that there was some sickness, some other things going on on the team. Um, thus far, they seem to be maybe a half step behind the, the podium contenders at this point, but we know they have the talent um, to get back up there. And then Bishop Chittard, they have a really strong top three, lacking a little bit of depth. So can they, their four or five close the gap? We'll see. Uh, Bloomington South, really solid win over two top 30 teams. Uh, Bishop Chittard girls seem poised to be really strong in the next three years, um, even two, with Julia Score being one of the best runners in the state. And they have a really young team as well. Okay, a couple of 4Ks here. Uh, one very small and one very large. So at Brownsburg, this is a good one. 
number five, Brownsburg, 39. Number four, Fishers, 40. Do I need to say it? Do you want me to say it? What? It's closer than it sounds. Oh, okay. Number number 19, Avon, 61. A solid showing there by Avon, who probably has their sights set on making it back to the state meet. I like their chances. Fishers, Sam Quagliaroli, uh, 1202. His teammate, Matthew Kim, second in 1220. 12.02. Now, this was nice day, fast course at Brownsburg, but he ran 12.02. Yeah, that's that's insane. Um, so I, I was an assistant for Fishers for a year, uh, Sam's eighth grade year. And I remember during the, the off seasons, he would come work out with us. Um, this is back when I was in better shape than I am now. But he would do the workouts with the top group, like, no problem. And so it's been cool to see him continue to progress and progress and i mean he's got to be in the mix as well um at least that yeah he's got to be in the mix but this is uh closer than it sounds number 18 brownsburg girls 27 fishers girls i think are going to be much better than projected they scored 33 scout newman of brownsburg 15 16 to win mckenzie Steele, uh also brownsburg 15 45 so brownsburg Maybe has a chance, a uh, good chance to make it out of that Brownsburg regional uh, and Fishers, you know, potentially a dark horse to to advance from Shelbyville, um, finish in the top five there and make it back to the state to the state meet. Do we do we fancy Brownsburg then a better team than Fishers with the one point victory, or do we think in, in a larger meet that Fishers front running is going to matter more? I would say the latter, um, although it, with Stragiel, he didn't, I imagine he didn't run as well as he would like to, um, had a really strong, especially end of his track season. And I think he should be up with Ian Baker, um, even maybe even better. Uh, so I think if he can close that gap, it's, it's really close, but Sam obviously is going to make a big difference for them. If he gets top five, Matthew Kim could be a top 20 guy. And so there is that gap, but I mean, who knows? The Brownsburg's really trending up, and they've got a, a really strong team. Okay, here we go. Here's our featured meet, the John Cleland Invite, hosted by Zionsville at Northview. Northview is the course in Carmel on uh, a church's grounds that most famously hosts the Flash Rock Invitational um, and previously hosted the Carmel Semi-State years ago. Okay, these are combined scores because they were separated by freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Number three, Zionsville Boys, 55. Number 13, Hamilton Southeastern, 74. Number 15, Center Grove, 79. Number 10, Valparaiso, 114. And North Central, 148. Two separate races. Jack Turnbull of Zionsville won the junior-senior race, which was later in the day. He ran 12.25. It came down to these three runners, Valparaiso's Mason Nobles, 1227, and Sam Spies of Zionsville, 1227. Turnbull kind of uh, powered by them down the stretch. In the Frosch soft race, Hamilton Southeastern's Liam Powers led the entire way. He won in 1251 over Carmel freshman Jonah Call, shout out, 1257. Okay, what are our takeaways from the boys meet? It uh, looks like Zionsville is going to have, and I think we knew this coming into the the year, we're going to have a really strong one-two punch. Um, 
I think Mayo is going to close the gap. Might have just had an off race, but he's a guy who ran really well last year, had a solid track season, so I expect him to close the gap. Uh, Mason Nobles, I was impressed that he, I mean, he almost won this race. He was hanging uh, right behind Turnbull the whole time, and so I think he's got to be in the mix for all state. Um, see how we'll see how high he can get. Uh, HSC maybe a year away. Um, they look solid. I think they won the the freshman sophomore race, so they got some good young talent there. I think Center Grove. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, off air, but they looked really strong, uh, stronger than I think we expected, especially through three. And they have some good young talent as well. Um, on the personal side, love to see Jonah run so well as a freshman, um, going under. 13 and really just running a really smart and competitive race. And then lastly for the boys, I think North central um, is just trending in the right direction. And that's, it's good to see. So I did some math. Uh, INCC sets did not do adjustments for the 4k this year, either the 4ks, but totally runners did their speed ratings. So I took the speed ratings from the Brownsburg meet took those performances and inserted them into the Zionsville meet. And here's the scores that I came up with when I did that. Zionsville 70, Brownsburg 89, Hamilton Southeastern 93, Fishers 94, and Center Grove 104. So maybe a little surprising to see Hamilton Southeastern ahead of Fishers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you know how totally runners works? Like how, what goes I'm into their as, calculations? I look at it a lot, but I'm not as familiar with that as um, as INCC stats. Let's move on here to the girls. Uh, this was a matchup of the top four teams and five of the top six teams in our preseason ratings. And it was not the result we were expecting. Uh, eight minutes to go here. Number three, Fort Wayne Homestead, 41. Number one, Noblesville, 72. Number four, Hamilton Southeastern, 79. Number two, Carmel, 131. In a tie with number six, North Central, 131. And then Homestead's Addison Canablo blitzes the field, wins her race by more than a minute. 1342, Maggie Powers, no slouch herself, likely to finish in the top 15 at the state meet is second in 14.49. In the Frosh Soft Race, Homestead's Katarina Perigo, uh, 14.45, and then Elizabeth Rocchio from North Central, 15 flat. What do we think? I think my biggest takeaway was the impactful freshman. There was, that completely changed the whole game. I mean, we thought we were pretty sure what the, the team race was going to look like going into the season. Um, obviously, a lot can change, and a lot has changed very quickly, um, not just for Homestead. I mean, especially for Homestead, but there are a lot of impactful freshmen for, for Carmel, for Noblesville, for all of these teams. So what's interesting about the about Homestead in particular is that it's impactful freshmen, but they're role players. It's not like getting someone in like Julia Squirrel or Libby Dowdy last year where suddenly an, you know, an 18 flat drops in your drops into your team but it's just four really good solid contributors that can help homestead out to shore up that depth 
that really plagued them last year and kept them from being a contender. Um, I, that's a huge gap, man. That's a huge gap from Homestead to the rest of the field. And it's, it, they didn't all run the same race and, you know, Homestead having those freshmen that were in the frosh soft race versus the junior senior race where the weather was better. I mean, that's part of it, but man, they almost have half the amount of points as Noblesville. For sure. Who, who at times we thought would run away with it. And then we kind of thought the main contender to Noblesville would be Carmel and, and Carmel's almost a hundred points back from Homestead. Yeah. I mean, I think the only big thing to consider is they are freshmen and it's a long season. Yeah. And I mean, we, we experienced this a little bit as well, even with sophomores that it, it's just, it's a long season and those juniors and seniors tend to handle it better. So I hope the best for them, obviously, but we'll see, you know, come tournament time. All right, here we go. We don't have an, we don't have a sponsor for it yet, but I bet by next week we do. <laughs> All right. State, state highlight, personal highlight, five minutes to go. What do you got? State highlight, personal highlight. Uh, let's do, let's both do state highlight and then, and then we'll do personal highlight. Okay. So my state highlight is Libby Dowdy. Um, I thought she was going to be really good and obviously pretty tight with their coach. Um, pretty friendly if you, if you will. And uh, yeah, he, he said he was going to, she was going to be pretty good, but I didn't think she was going to have the best rating thus far and firmly in the, the title contender mix. So that was, um, yeah, that was really cool to see. So yours is a little more toward the top of the state. Uh, mine, not quite as much. Mine is Ben Davis boys. Ben Davis boys are good. Mm, like yeah. Ben Davis had a, a boy finish third in the frost soft race. And in the overall combined, I mean, I don't think that Ben Davis was in our top 50 at all in the overall combined results. And this is a very competitive meet. Ben Davis boys were, were ninth and they weren't that far behind Homestead, who I think will make the state meet. West Lafayette, who's got a good, a good chance. Like Ryan McMaster, the coach of Ben Davis, does such a good job with those with those boys and gets them ready to run and to race at a high level. Uh it at that it for Ben Davis. And like you remember we watched them, I think they won. We were standing there and they won the um the first section, the slower heat at the state meet. And they just, they ran their best boys two and three and their last guy gutted it out. Like every time I see a kid from Ben Davis run up towards the front, I'm like, man, these kids are so tough. Mm, I like that. That's a, that's a good highlight. All right. Uh, personal highlight. So personal is like from the, typically from the kids that, that we coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my third yeah everybody said that. I was about to share my deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> uh, so my personal highlight is Joey Arroyo. So this is a guy, um, especially last year, but all throughout his career, has been battling injury. I know he's been on the elliptical a ton, especially last year. He's finally healthy. He's had a, a great summer. Uh, and he's he's my dark horse to make our 14. But he was our top finisher with our top 11, 12 sitting out. Um, so he's, I don't know, he's just training really smart, really hard. And I like what he's what he's doing. Yeah. Top top in the junior senior race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Mine is a little more nebulous than that, but uh school just started. We're two weeks deep into school and now it's a hundred degrees. And we'll get into that on the Patreon, our coach's corner. 
Um, well, it's not 100 degrees yet, but it will be in about 48 hours. Um, we were so it's, it's been it's been chaotic. It's been a, it was a it was one pig of a week. I'll put it that way <laughs> um, for us. Uh, and the, the frost soft race comes up. This is the first high school race any of these kids have run. We've got two sophomores that are at a very high ability level and have run in, in some varsity races. They're both doing their workout. So through the frost soft race, we're like, we didn't warm up with them. They could figure that out on their own, but we are like four minutes till you warm up, three minutes till you warm up, two <laughs> and then one. Okay, we're all walking to the line. Okay, and then they all come back. Okay, and everybody's going to go do their eight minute cool down and so on and so forth. And then the junior senior race, we just like didn't do anything. Like, I think one of our girls went down in, in one of the races. So I didn't even go to the line. I didn't see him. I didn't tell him when to warm up. I didn't do any, we didn't do anything. And one of our girls coaches, Gigi, like comes up and says afterwards, like, yeah, you could really tell the difference between the freshman sophomores and the junior <laughs> seniors. She was like, the and I, I don't know that to me, was like this ultimate compliment of, Hey, the, your kids that have been on the team for a while, they actually know what's going on and they don't need any help. Like, wow, yeah, that's actually what we've worked with them on for two or three years. Um, yeah. So that to me was like the highlight, the highlight of the meet that and and from a varsity perspective, the workout that they did uh, with you at school before they before they headed over. Well, we're on our last minute. We are going to switch over to the Patreon, go through Coach's Corner, what we're doing with the weather this week. Uh, it's just two weeks, but and some of that uh, – stuff and you can hear that if you go to the patreon and subscribe five dollars a month gets you unlimited access to all of our exclusive stuff patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash indiana runner hey thanks for coming on josh and go hounds go hounds I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.